0: Welcome everyone to Merrimack College. Merrimack gets set to take on UConn as the Warriors return home. It'll be a uh, two-game homestand as Merrimack will uh, play the UConn Huskies tonight. Time for our pregame chat with Merrimack head coach Scott Borick. And uh, Scott, big win the other night out in Michigan, four to two. You beat uh, the Wolverines for the first time in program history. That's a, th- a tough place to win, but uh, you come out of there with a win nonetheless.
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's great to win at Yost Arena. It, it doesn't matter uh, if they're having the best team they've ever had or the worst team they've ever had. You can win a game at Yost. You've accomplished something. And uh, I thought our guys really, really from the UNH game forward, um, have played very, very hard uh, as a group themselves in a position to win all three of those games. Obviously, you only got two of them, but um, that, that was a big W out there. And so I think it was really nice. We had three guys from Michigan. Their families were there. Uh, really nice thing for them to win in front of their families and uh, have a good family time as well.
0: Well, Chase Greastock, a big night, Scott. He wound up with three points in the night, on the night. He uh, picked up an assist, actually, on an empty net goal. We found out after the fact, but uh, three points for him. He really seems to be a focal point now in this Merrimack offense.
1: Well, he was uh, recruited here originally as a scorer. You know, he he had a lot of uh, offense to his game in the USHL, and and that usually translates very well in the college hockey. And he uh, he's around the puck all the time. And when you're around the puck as much as he is, and you put yourself in those spots in the rink, you know, typically good things happen. And Chase is really around the puck and in between the dots a lot. He's a heavy player. He's a strong stick. He likes to shoot pucks, uh, and you know that's the recipe for success offensively. And right now he's having it. And it's really lifted our team. Well, Scott,
0: the goaltending's been terrific as of late. You had Drew Vogler the other night. Uh, really another outstanding effort. Drew picks up his first one of the year. It looked like looked like he just uh, picked up right where he left off from the UNH game.
1: Yeah, I was really pleased for him, too. You know, he, he got did not get what he deserved at the UNH game. Uh, he had earned a W or a better fate, certainly, in that game than he got. Uh, and then to bounce right back in another very difficult atmosphere uh, and get the W was great. And, and I think it's really lifted our team. Um, you know, our two goaltenders, Craig and, and Drew, have really played well over the last 10 days. Uh, and if that continues down the stretch, we'll have a chance to win every night. And that's what we're hoping happens. Uh, but they both, have stepped up their games as we kind of went through a rotation versus is uh, knowing who was going to play, uh, not knowing who was going to play, and just trying to have a feel we've went through a pure rotation right now uh, they both seem to have responded well and, and we'll hopefully they can keep it going
0: well with that being said, uh, tonight um, you know you've, like you said you've had the two goaltenders playing very well. Uh, you only have the one game this weekend, so uh, who do you come back with tonight?
1: Uh, we're going to come back with Craig. We're kind of treating it like Tuesday was Friday and Friday is Saturday. Um, you know, we'll come back with Craig. Uh, you know, I think that they've shown that uh, in individual games they can be uh, the goaltenders we've had the last two weeks. Uh, I think it's been hard in e- either of them to you know, carry the load over a, a two-game weekend. So I think this is a good opportunity. Drew gets to watch. He gets confidence. He feels very good about his game. He'll come back against UNH uh, and who he should have beaten the last time uh, at home here next Friday. Uh, gives a real good opportunity to watch and feel good about his game. And so uh, now Craig you know, has to you know, raise his game to challenge through his most recent success. And he certainly did that at Northeastern, and I expect him to do it again tonight.
0: Well, Scott, uh, 18 shots blocked out of Michigan. You had 19 uh, season high of the game before that at Northeastern, 37 blocks in the last two games. Uh, so uh, that seems like a real indicator of playing hard, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I think it's an indicator of playing hard. I, I also think it's an indicator of confidence, too. I think you know, you, you're putting body in front of Pox just because you're playing to win the game. Because um, you know, they don't feel that good when they hit you. So I think that that's a... a it's showing a little bit of our team's uh, goals and their appetite may be growing uh, and their confidence is growing at the same time. Uh, they're in the right spots and they're doing some really good things in those areas and I think that's really helped us quite a bit because some really great A chances aren't getting through and if we can continue that play and block over 15 shots a game uh, that can really put a, uh, a really a sharp you know, contrast to what was happening earlier in the year and that can get your team some confidence moving forward offensively and don't forget usually when you're blocking that shot it puts you on offense and puts the other team retreating so that's a good thing as well
0: well scott uh, tonight we get a look at yukon it's all hockey east the rest of the way yukon and merrimack it seems like every time these two teams get together at least the last nine games eight of them have been either overtime games or one goal games uh yukon's certainly a better team than what their record is showing uh, what are your thoughts on the huskies as you approach this game tonight
1: Well, you know, amazingly, you know, they finished in fifth last year, and they have a much better team this year than they had last year. I think they've underachieved at this point in time, and I'm sure they're going to turn that. Uh, We don't want it to be tonight. They got a lot of offensive weapons. Their goaltending is excellent. Uh, This is going to be a big challenge. And I said to the players uh, as we started this week of practice and this preparation, you know, it's easy for us to go down and beat Northeastern and Michigan uh, because those teams may not, may be looking past us. Uh, You know, UConn has this game circled on this schedule. They're going to compete just as hard as we're going to compete. They, want, they need it just as bad as we need it. Uh, so there will be no looking past us anymore the rest of the way. We need to be ready to raise our level of play and our competitiveness.
0: Well, a couple of players stick out on this UConn team. You've got Piasov on the offensive end. He's got 11 goals. He's had a terrific year. And of course, you mentioned the goaltending. Huska uh, is terrific for them. So uh, there's no shortage of talent on this UConn team.
1: No, up front they're dangerous too. I mean, uh, off is a very good player, but there's a lot of other weapons up there as well. And I, I watched them on film in the last game against Saint Lawrence, and I really, you really saw that. They're a very aggressive team in the net front. I, I expect it to be a very physical game. Uh, they play a very physical game. Um, they play a little bit, um, you know, whistle the whistle, whistle, whistle and beyond. Uh, we're going to need to really keep our composure. I think that's really important tonight. Two teams badly need a league win. Uh, two teams are going to play physical. Um, and two teams, one of them is going to show more composure than the other. And that's our hope is that we're that team.
0: So when you talk about uh, keys to the game, is composure the, uh, the top thing you're focusing on and, or are
1: there other elements
0: that you're looking for
1: tonight? I think uh, composure is the number one in this particular game. Uh, certainly uh, winning the, the paint is, is critical at both ends of the rink. Uh, they are very hard in the offensive zone. They cycle the puck. They grind you. Yeah, they, they, they support the puck very well. Uh, they really get to the net front. And that was something we really focused on this week with our players, is trying to be physical outside the dots so that they don't get that net front opportunity. Our goalie tender has a better pocket. Uh, if we're able to do that and, and um, Craig is able to see the puck, that obviously puts us in a good chance to succeed um, but i'm really um, i'm really interested to see our how our physicality uh translates into composure, you know, making sure we finish our checks, do the right things, but stay composed in the game because this, game, this game's going to be uh, emotional. Like, and, and I just feel that way going into it because of the, the effort that both teams need to put forth to get the W, uh, how they play, how we play, uh, where we derive success and they derive success. We're a five-on-five team. They're an excellent uh, power play team. So we, we need to keep them off of that, not let things like emotion get in our way uh, and trip over ourselves. So uh, that'll be a big part of our game tonight. Well, Scott, uh, we also
0: noticed that uh, Jeff Solo has chosen to uh, move on, leave the program. Is that more or less a function of, as we've talked before, just uh, him wanting uh, opportunities to play elsewhere?
1: Yeah, I think Jeff, you know, he was in a situation now where he's a junior. He came here halfway through, so this was completing, basically from a hockey standpoint, he was completing his sophomore year with this semester. If he went into next semester and played it all, uh, he would have given up a whole another year of his eligibility, so by leaving when he did, he continues to have two years of eligibility. Um, you know, obviously, Kovacevic was coming back against Michigan. He did shorthand us that night, um, but I, you know, I don't uh, hold that against any player. You know, every player wants to play. Uh, if they see a writing on the wall where they don't feel comfortable that their opportunities will be as great as they want it to be, uh, they, have, they have to make choices and, and uh, I think in all three of the cases of players who have left us this year uh, Simon Luth and Ethan DeStefani it's been about opportunities to try to um, continue their career in a different way and, and I respect that you know, that's, uh, it's unfortunate uh, that everybody can't be along for the ride but you know, certain guys will really you know, buckle in and be along for it and other guys want to find some different opportunities and that's, that's good for them, we wish them the best and we hope it goes well
0: all right, Scott, uh, I want to thank you for your time. Good luck tonight, uh, and we'll be back uh, Friday night. UNH will be here. We're looking forward to it.
1: And, again, uh, thanks for uh, having a few minutes with us. Thanks. I really appreciate it, John, and good luck tonight uh, for you and your broadcast yes, as well. hope we we'll give you something to root for.
0: All right. He's Merrimack head coach Scott Borak. Mike Macnick and I will be back with tonight's Dunkin' Donuts starting lineups from Lotto Rink. Next, you're listening to Merrimack Warrior Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.